Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash pro revenge, where an idiot thief goes up against a professional lawyer. Our next Reddit post is from the AJ Project. For clarity on this next post, there's a bit of a language barrier because OP is Italian, so whenever he mentions his aunt, what he really means is his great aunt. A bit of context here, I work as a lawyer for an excellent and famous law firm here in Northern Italy. My family went through some tough times. In the last nine years, we had to face a brutal divorce with my dad having depleted every single cent he could. One of my aunts was brutally murdered because of a 150 euro cautionary deposit. My grandfather was diagnosed with cancer and some other funny stuff in the middle. Because of that, our family bonds became stronger and stronger. I have to clarify that when I say my family, I mean my mother, her parents, and my two aunts. This year, COVID-19 managed to take away both of my aunts. I love them to the moon and back, but one of them was married to a complete douchebag. He always considered himself to be better and smarter than everyone else, and so did his relatives. My aunt and her husband, I straight up refused to call him my uncle, lived in a huge house, and so did his brother with her wife and son. My aunt's husband died around 8 years ago and left almost everything he could to his brother and his family, completely ignoring my family because OP's granddad is already rich, why should I leave anything to his daughter and grandson? This year, my aunt was taken by COVID. I was grieving since I really loved her and cared about her, and I'd already lost my other aunt. When the notary called us to read the will, both me and my mother were completely astonished. My aunt left us just a few things, even though she always said she would have left us basically everything. I don't need money that much since I had already inherited money from my other aunt, and my job pays me really well. But my mom has always had to struggle financially. This inheritance would have been a huge help since she doesn't want anything from me. I've tried to give my mom money in the past, but she's always sent it back to me, being as stubborn as she could be. As we walked out, I pulled my cousin to the side to ask him just one thing. Hey, cousin, listen, I know this is a dumb question, but when I last saw her, I bought my aunt a little ceramic bell shaped like a lady. She kept it close to her all the time, and I'd like to have it back. It would be a nice memory of her. My cousin smiled at me like I was the dumbest person on earth. Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't know what I could do with that stupid bell. Take it. But don't expect us to give you anything more. We had to sweat bullets that this would work. I'm sorry? What do you mean? Then my cousin realized that he screwed up, so he just left. My mom went back home, and I headed back to my office to take a closer look at my aunt's will. It was bulletproof, and the handwriting was, without any doubt, my aunt's. So, what the hell did my cousin mean? It took me several weeks to finally get my first clue. The will had the phrase, as previously mentioned by my husband. It was just a small phrase. But my aunt's husband had died seven years earlier. How the hell could he mention anything? Since I didn't see any zombies and I'd never heard of deceased people talking from their grave, this didn't make any sense, so I started to scan the whole will once again. Things I never noticed before became clear as the sun. One, there were missing pages. My aunt numbered the pages, but the second and fourth pages were missing with sentences left hanging there. Two, some of the edits were legitimate, but looking closely, there were a few places where the uncertain handwriting of an 81-year-old lady suddenly became stronger and more precise. 
When I talked to my mom and her parents about this, my granddad, who's 74 and still has more strength and lucidity than your average 40-year-old dude, mentioned my aunt's husband's will. My grandfather said, We don't know what he said. His family never let us even take a look at it, and it wasn't worth it to sue them. I went back to the notary the next day asking to see the will since I was a relative. He let me, but he asked what was going on. I simply said, you'll know soon enough. When I read it, I started laughing so hard that even the secretary came out to see what the F was going on. I rushed back to my office and started to write everything down. The mess was about to hit the fan, but not for my family. After a few days, me, my mom, her parents, and my aunt's relatives met once again in front of the notary. I already told the notary what was happening. I could see him trying not to look disgusted as the family of my aunt's husband walked in. The notary said, we're all here. Apparently, Opie has some things to discuss with us concerning inheritances. You could hear a pin drop a mile away. I stood up and opened my bag. My family was smiling and my relatives were staring daggers from their eyes. I said, as we all know, my auntie left everything to your family. Nothing's wrong here since she didn't have any direct relationship with anyone in this room. What is wrong is the reason behind it. I handed a copy of the will to everyone with some parts being highlighted. As you can see, pages are missing. Some corrections are different, to say the least. But most importantly, my uncle is cited quite often. This led me to his will. When I said this, my relatives turned whiter than snow. My cousin tried to stop me, telling me that I couldn't possibly use my uncle's will since more than five years had passed. The notary told him that I totally could, as the allowance to contest a will is 10 years. He kept silent. In my uncle's will, he left my aunt everything he had on the condition that she would give his money to his family when she died. But you see, in Italy, this kind of contract isn't legal. So I want to let you know that you just lost all of your rights on my uncle's will. And you're all to be sued for false declaration and public deed and attempted fraud. The writing in this story is a little bit awkward because of the language barrier, so let me clarify. When the uncle died, he left everything he had to his wife. But his uncle wrote his will in a way that said, I leave everything to my wife, but only if she gives all my property to my family when she dies. Apparently, in Italy, you can't write a will this way, so as soon as the uncle wrote his will that way, this completely invalidated the will. So instead of all the money going to the uncle's family like the uncle actually wanted, it was going to be automatically redistributed evenly among all surviving family members. That meant that OP's aunt's side of the family would automatically get half of the uncle's inheritance. Also, the obvious forgery to the aunt's will invalidated that will as well. Which meant that the aunt couldn't leave everything to the uncle's side of the family as well, and everything would, again, be split evenly. So basically, instead of the uncle's side of the family getting away with 100% of both inheritances, they only got 50% of both inheritances. And that's on top of all the legal problems and lawsuits that will certainly come from tampering with someone's will. My uncle's family started screeching and screaming, calling me names and wishing me an obviously unpleasant and early death. All because one of them wasn't clever enough to shut his mouth. Now they lost everything they had, since their farm, their money, their house, and their cars were all my uncle's. They were forced to leave the house they were living in, all their bank accounts were blocked, and even the farm had to be closed since it was also my uncle's property. 
Also, the corrections that they made were actually very precise, and some of the items, jewelry, gold ingots, and cash, are now mysteriously missing. So they had to pay back an equal value. They had built a little empire, but they managed to lose everything over greed and stupidity. Ladies and gentlemen, please listen to me. If you want to screw with someone, at least have the courtesy of not doing it to a lawyer. Actually, I take that back. Down in the comments, OP explained in greater detail what actually happened when they split the money from the will. Apparently, OP's aunt's side of the family is bigger than the uncle's side of the family, which means more money goes to their side of the family. OP clarifies that the uncle's side of the family lost roughly 60-80% to of what they had. Whoops, maybe they shouldn't have pissed off the family lawyer. Our next Reddit post is from The Grunt Hunter. So, I'm a 17-year-old web dev who can make basic websites and stuff to earn money for video games. The job's pretty easy for the pay. I got hired by some local bakery so people could pre-order cakes and stuff online. It took a few hours to puke out a functional backend and a day to make it all pretty. Thanks, Bootstrap. I had agreed to do the job for 700 rupees, which is basically 10 US dollars, which is insanely cheap, even for India. But all I need is video game money, so I'm good with that. When I was done with the job, they need to purchase the domains in the server, which I explicitly told them. You pay me $10 and use another $10 to buy a domain and 5 to rent servers. The total is $25. They give me $15 so I could set their stuff up. Once the website was fully operational, I asked for my money. But apparently they didn't want to pay me because if you aren't hosting the servers anyway, why do you need compensation? You know, because apparently time has no value. The thing is, I could still access the server since I had login access. So I go home, log in, and make one tiny change. The way the website works is that there's a customer page which shows you your orders, and there's a page for the store owners to see your orders, payments, etc. Here's what I did. I added a small, inconspicuous, may contain semen warning on all product details. (laughs) In the page where it shows the order confirmation to the customers, some options are randomly changed with semen. So like, this cake contains semen frosting. The website went down in about a week and they're back to selling on Facebook, lol. I guess someone complained or something. So the title of this pro revenge post is, Unwilling to pay, let them eat semen cake. And let me tell you, when I started reading this post, I thought this story was going to end very differently. Our next Reddit post is from Beagley on Base. I worked at a retail chain that sold pet supplies and products. When I started working there, it was a great family-owned business and everyone I worked with was fantastic. The owners eventually wanted to retire and sold the small chain to an investment group. Once the investment group took over, almost all but a few employees were let go, forced out, or just quit. I hung on for a little while longer before I got promoted at my other job. The new company brings in a new manager to my store. My store was the top performing store in the entire chain, bringing in about ten dollars to $12,000 a day on average. It was always more on weekends and especially around the holidays. The new manager is a Mr. Company man. The company told him that they only want employees around for two to three years. Myself and two others had been there for over 10 years. So naturally, he began ruffling feathers and giving us all a hard time. Unfortunately, he targeted me first. Mr. Company Man found out that I work two jobs. The two jobs are in unrelated fields, so there's no chance of any conflicts of interest on my end. However, my second job requires me to work nights and weekends. 
When Mr. Company Man found out, he demanded that I work nights and weekends there so that it was fair for everyone. I didn't work nights and weekends at the pet shop store because I was that store's only OSHA certified forklift operator. And deliveries didn't come at night, they came weekday mornings every day. Mr. Company Man didn't want to hear that and told me I either had to work nights and weekends or that day would be my last day. I told him, don't threaten me with a good time, I suppose today is my last day then. I was pretty pissed about that, but it's not a big deal now. It ended up being the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I went home early and didn't finish my shift because F them. But when I got home, I decided to call my local OSHA inspector and report them for not having a certified operator on staff, as well as numerous other hazards. Needless to say, they lost close to three weeks profit from all the violations the inspector found. I was surprised they even showed up. In my state, the inspector will call you back after an inspection and tell you if your claims were founded or not. Mine were. And Mr. Company Man got chewed out so bad, he ended up quitting. Down in the comments, Desperado adds, The funny thing is that the OSHA certification course, at least in my state, is insanely easy. It's just four hours of video and instruction, an easy written exam, and an exam with a forklift where you move a couple of things around. But that dick manager couldn't be bothered with training anyone else. And OP replies, the training for us was also four hours. And three of the hours was watching videos of people getting seriously injured or killed using a forklift, which was pretty hard to watch. That reminds me, if you haven't seen the YouTube video Forklift Driver Klaus, then do yourself a favor and look it up right now. It's spelled Klaus, K-L-A-U-S. That was our slash pro revenge, and if you like this content, check out my Patreon where I publish episodes that were banned from YouTube. Also, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.